Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. You will be in your app, then listen to us, yeah. On and on and on. Talking Medea. movies, cause it's just the pure, pure, pure boys podcast. Medea. Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. That's right, it's Medea. Oh my goodness, my gracious. I am so excited. We're finally here. It's finally Medea. Yay! It's been a long road, but we're here. We have a ribbon. Oh, a ribbon? A ribbon. Yeah, that's the that is, that's the correct term. They say that a lot in this movie. He has a ribbon. Uh, <laughs> this week marks the start of what will surely be the greatest month of every year, Medea. That's right. We're watching four Medea movies this month in honor of May and Medea and Jesus and church. It's mostly about Jesus in church, of course, but it's also about Medea. Yeah, and how could we pass up g- such great wordplay as Medea? We couldn't pass that up, so it was like, well, we got to do a whole series on it now, so here we are. And this is not Passover. Don't get no. mistook. No, God, Don't no. get turned. This isn't Cinco de Mayo. This is Medea. Uh, it might be Cinco. Yeah. I don't know when this episode comes out. It might be Cinco de Mayo, actually. <laughs> I yeah, it might be Cinco de Mayo right now. Oh, God. May the 4th be with you. May Dia the 4th be with you and all that. Uh, we are... <laughs> and all of that. And all, and all that jazz, you know. Um, this week, we are talking about the 2000 and... Uh, I don't know, 2000 and something. I didn't look that up. 2000 and 2005. 2005, Tyler Perry classic, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, or as my wife insists on calling it, Diarrhea of a Mad Black Woman. Low-hanging I fruit. I you almost said diarrhea already the first time. Well, it sounds like it. It seems like, it seems like he should have workshopped that title just a scooch. Like, he just, you know, oh, Diarrhea of a Mad... Maybe we could do a little different... <laughs> change it a little bit journal of a mad black woman maybe that would be better i don't know i feel like he loved that title it uh fixed him with the diary he wanted to <laughs> emphasize the mad black woman part mm-hmm. and it just all came together i am he a mad black woman she writes in her diary at one point uh, but before we yeah. get too far into this we need to start this episode the way we start all episodes with the pure boys prayer God bless our Medea. God bless all Medeas. I love Medea. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love the idea of Medea. Uh, yeah, I, I had a great Medea this weekend. We should do a whole series about Medea. Yeah, we well, we are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're not going to be covering all of Medea. Well, probably throughout the course of this year, we'll cover all of them. But certainly in May, we're only going to stick to four of them. And you'll see what they are as they come out. But we're going to start with the first one because that seems like a good jumping off point. And also, this movie is wild. And it's like, it's the, it's the first Medea movie I ever saw. And I loved it. And I've I've been obsessed with Medea ever since then. So what about you, Jonathan? Oh, by the way, I'm Zachariah Ty Bryant. Jonathan <laughs> and I'm Jonathan Toilet Toilet. Perfect. Uh Toilet Toilet? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we can change your name to Jonathan Toilet Toilet. That's fine. 
If you yes, want to be known Jesus. as that, if you want to be known as that, we can call you that. No, I don't. I don't want to be toilet toilet. Too bad, Mister Toilet Toilet. That's who you are now. <laughs> it sounds like a cool like kids character, like on Zaboomafoo. Uh, Ooh, nice with the Craft Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that who it is? It's the Kraft the... Brothers. I said Kraft because I'm an idiot. I'm a Canadian idiot. You know, like that Weird Al song. Idiot? Canadian idiot. It's a parody of American idiot. Are you sure? I mean... He stepped to us like that? It feels like that's a thing Weird Al did, although it could be one of those things where, like, you know when you're younger and you you, tor- you download a lot of music off Napster and there's just songs that are like, oh, this Weird Al Yankovic parody, but then it's just, like, a racist song and you're like, I don't know, I don't think Weird Al did this song. I don't think this is a real Weird Al track. Yeah, and we can finally mention Napster because the statute of limitations is over. Exactly. All of the weird songs I downloaded off of Kazaa and Napster that would play the song for about 35 seconds, and then there'd just be horrible mechanical screeching after it in the middle of the song. You remember that prank that people used to pull? (laughs) I don't think I ever got pranked like that. I got pranked a lot. In fact, there's still songs that I listen to to this day that I go, here comes the screech, and then it doesn't happen, so... (laughs) Like the Saved by That's the Bell weird. theme. That's a weird sensory memory thing you got there. Yeah, it's fricked me up for life. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the grave. <laughs> Jonathan Toilet Toilet, what is your personal experience with Medea? Have you ever had any exposure to her before? Or what did you know about Medea before we started this? I know of her because of what has happened to society. <laughs> I have seen her in the zeitgeist and... Uh, I just know of her. I know she says hello. Hello. That's, uh, isn't that uh, a rapper right now? Cardi B. That no, says no, you're, you're thinking. I of don't Ma- even have that right. You're thinking of Medea. <laughs> she was the orig- original Cardi B. Yeah, the original version of WAP was uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Medea rapping about their, you know, wet and gushies. You know what I'm saying? We can't say it on the show. It's not legal for us to say it. Yeah, is it, we don't even have, like, a cool, like, nickname for that. Like, except I, for Box. No, Slitherachi Special. Talking about their Slitherachi Specials is what they're talking about. There we go. I don't know how to pronounce the name of that song. I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm being derogatory towards Italians when I say the name of that song. And I, uh, maybe I'm saying... maybe Is it WAP? Is it... I feel, oh, God, I'm the whitest, oldest man alive now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think you can say WAP. I think that's even harder than WAP. That's not right either. You can't say yeah. that. And here's the thing. We've already established that Italians, you're next on the chopping block. So we could, we'll say it as much as we want. Get it in. Get that's it right. in while you still can. Wet and gushy Italians. That's what it's all about. Wet and good. Yeah, that's somehow you're... worse. It's somehow a more disgusting thing to think about. I think gushy is going to be the next moist. Could we make that a thing? Sure, yeah. Could we make shirts that say gushy on them? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, yes hasn't come out yet. Nobody knows what yes is yet. <laughs> <laughs> what is yes? Yes is. Time to find out in the future. But We're anyway. the groundworks. That's right. So you knew of Medea, Mabel Simmons, through the zeitgeist, through watching the movie Zeitgeist, and then through just, like, general knowledge of the world and society. Exactly. Through commercials and <laughs> television programs. Mm-hmm. You've seen all um, of her plays. 
Yeah, salt plays. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, I said all of her plays. These are all based on plays yeah. for the most part. Oh yeah, like uh, like pieces of work on Broadway. Yeah, well, not on Broadway, but on like other stages in Atlanta. UCB. Yeah, UCB exactly. <laughs> that that sort of crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just kind of generally knew about her. I may have seen this movie uh, like early on in my 20s, but it was one of those movies that you put on at like one in the morning when you're already stoned as frick, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, you barely watch any of it. And you wake up halfway so through it and I, go, what? There are three Tyler Perrys on the screen right now. What's happening? My relationship with uh, Medea is not strong. I don't. I haven't seen much of her movies. Well, not yet. Maybe this one, and that's about it. A couple of trailers sure. that you showed me <laughs> that I'm really excited about. Oh, we got some good ones coming up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, fair enough. Yeah. Well, this will be a good education for you because this is a great jumping-off point. It really establishes who Medea is and how insane these movies are. And I mean insane in the most flattering, from the heart way. I I love I've been a fan of Medea for like years at this point and uh I they're just like they're just really fun funny movies and Medea is such an entertaining character and they shoehorn in all this religious stuff and they try to make them like morality tales but people do horrendous things to each other all of the evil men are just like the epitome of evil and it's like they are these movies are hilarious. The villains can only be described as beasts, and that's I have that in my notes a lot. Charles, you are a beast. But we can't and in get, a bad term, not like a great like sexual term. Right, you can't say like ye beastin or anything like that. He's he's just a beast. But we we can't let's let's rein it in a little bit here. We have a segment first before we get uh, before we get to Medea. We have to get Ugh. to everyone's <laughs> favorite segment of the show. Kevin Sorbo, Tweet of the Week. You didn't think we were going to do that, did you? We didn't talk about it beforehand. You thought you were going to get out of it this week. No, I didn't think I was going to get out of it. I had it cock-locked and loaded, and I can say that because roosters. <laughs> and, well, you're, you're friends uh, with a lot of roosters, so you can say that. Exactly. Uh, I was really sick of the uh, tweets he's had lately, so I went through the anals and found a little bit more of a lighter one. Oh, okay. Okay, so here we go. Kevin Sorbo, Tweet of the Week. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Period. <laughs> like, he wrote the word period, or he mean, or he, just a period? I, I really just wanted to put an end point on mm. the tweet. It on was this just, segment. you know, a typed period. He didn't type out period. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Do you think... It's got to be a Wizard of Oz thing, right? It couldn't be in reference to anything else, right? It's got to be. he. Kevin Sorbo loves the Wizard of Oz and is maybe starring in a remake of it for Pure Flix. There, we're calling it now. Yeah, I think he was uh, writing a song about um, Oz. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was writing a song for the Sam Raimi Oz the Great and Powerful sequel. Yeah, like he was uh, like a love song, maybe like second mm. act. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It's like this... <laughs> heartfelt love ballad about how he just he's the man behind the curtain he's always feeling like you know nobody pays any attention to him and he's just kind of doing his work doing his work in the shadows I like that 
Exactly. It really sets you up for the third act, uh, gets you ready for the conclusion of the story. Mm -hmm. It also might be about him not wanting to wear condoms. <laughs> like, the condom is the curtain? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the condom is the curtain. That may <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, Schlorp. Yeah. That's him pulling Schlorp. the condom off. You should write for comics. You should do the uh, action tenses. Sure, yeah, I Schlorp. could do that. Schlorp? <laughs> Ugh. Gushy? <laughs> Maybe porn comics. I, those, I like mean, Christian porn comics. Of course, like Fritz the Cat or whatever. <laughs> Fritz is getting frisky. You bet he Schlorp. is. <laughs> There's a shirt. If we Drop the gushy shirt. Let's just make a shirt that says Schlorp on it. Anything else? We got? Wait, right. wait, when was this tweet sent? Was he taking a dump? Oh, okay, you're right. This was March 25th, 2021 at 9.12 a.m. Ooh, that's a late BM. Yeah, I think this is corrected for our time zone, which is really sad, and I shouldn't even mention it. <laughs> that is really um, sad. You shouldn't mention our time zone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he's, uh, like, this is more of, like, a 10 a.m., 11 a.m. situation. Like but a it brunch? Really it for our time zone. Right, like, he took, he had to, he left the brunch table to go take a dump. He tweeted this from, I'm assuming Kevin tweets everything from the toilet. That's the only way I can imagine Kevin tweeting. Just based on the vile, bile he spews. Yeah, it's definitely toilet tweets. <laughs> hey, welcome to Jonathan Toilet Toilets Toilet Tweets. A lot of toilet talk this uh, afternoon. That's true, yeah. All right, are we done with this segment? We only have 16 seconds left in the song. Yeah, frick em. Well, let's cover these 16 No, seconds. I shut it off. Frick em. We're done. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. We almost did it. We almost did it, but then we didn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, well, let's go, let's God. Time for Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I'm so glad you're not forgetting about Let's Go, Let's God, because I keep forgetting about it, but it's it's perfect. I'm bringing it back. I know it's hard for us to coordinate Let's Go, Let's God, so we just drop yeah. it. I'll just all run with it. If you want to say it, whatever. If we'll just. But if we're if one of us says it, we got to say the whole thing. Yeah, drop the pretense about the whole thing. Just get it out. Yeah, Let's Go, Let's God. That's our that's our slogan. That's the T-shirt that yeah. we're gonna sell. And that's. Uh, the theme of every single uh, Christian movie that I've seen, except yeah. for The Watchers. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> hey, here's something I thought about The Watchers. Why did they abduct that guy? Why did that guy get abducted? And why was he gone for weeks? Like, how, that, they never explain how that worked. <laughs> he just... I don't know. They, I don't know, to, uh, to establish the Anunnaki's power. It's just such a bizarre move by the Anunnaki. What what were they doing to him over those weeks? It's just what do you what's the point, Anunnaki? I don't know. Fingers? Fingers. Yeah, that's true. You know who else has know, fingers? fingers. <laughs> you know who else has fingers? Charles. Charles has lots of fingers and he's getting them in all sorts of pies if you know what I'm saying. Charles but this movie, uh, <laughs> this movie brought to you by Tyler Perry and BET milk. and Milk and Yiz doesn't exist yet in the in the canon of this show, but it will soon. Stay tuned for Yiz, guys. Oh my gosh! Wait till you yeah, find what out what it is. is. What Yiz is? Uh, <laughs> um, so 
Charles is an attorney in Atlanta. He's up for the Jacob Feinstein Attorney of the Year. He's been married for 18 years, and he is a real piece of trash, we find out. Yeah, he's not so nice. He uh, puts on a good front for yep. the public and the people who gave him the Feinstein Award. Mm-hmm. Um, Attorney of the Year. Tells him that he loves his wife. Oh, and unlike Chris Rock, he doesn't say, I think I love my wife. He knows he loves his wife in public. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what I know, wrote in my notes about him. And forgive me for my language. I will say the bad word. No. But he deserves it. Okay. He sucks ass. Hey, man. Oh, God. I don't... Was that worth it? Is that worth eternal damnation? Yeah. I mean, to yeah, be fair... It's sucks, in the Bible. We've... Yeah. You're right. Sucks We've ass is in the Bible. It. That's a that is that's a line in the Bible. <laughs> so the Lord said unto them, suck ass. I I apologize for my crassness, but he, he truly is... Uh, <clears throat> An Anunnaki. Oh, he is an Anunnaki for sure. He is not an Agigi. He is Anunnaki to the core. <coughs> Are we only going to refer to angels and demons as Anunnaki and Agigi from now on? I think that's the proper course of action. Well, the Benny Anunim are the good ones. The Agigi are the good ones, too. This isn't about think- the Watchers. <laughs> this isn't a Watchers podcast, all right? It is a political podcast, but it isn't a Watchers yes. podcast. So, But if we're referring to the angels as them, it's got to be Benny Elohim and <sighs> uh, the Anunnaki. What about the Benny Sumer? I, yeah. <laughs> well, I think those are the ones that got fricked and got made into... Anyways. We are the Benny Sumer. Right. We are the Benny Sumer. We are the watchers. We are the Benny Sumer. So, he, him and his wife go home. His wife, Helen. And he's immediately just a jerk to her. He's like, I got I got something back at the office. I got to go back and get it. And she goes, well, what's her name? And he's like... <laughs> she goes, please, Charles... Tell me what I need to do and I will do it. And he goes, you really want to know? She goes, yeah. And he goes, get the hell out of my car. Ooh, Charles. Charles. Yeah, he he's not dealing with any of this. It's been a long 18 years for him. And he's he's sick of trying to be a nice person. Right? He's just a piece of crap. When you get a job and pay some of these bills, you can ask me questions. Oof. Bring in the heat. <laughs> That's a man who resents his wife. Yeah, but he, he he created a nice home for her. What a house. Oh, what a house. Do you want to know something about that house? Uh, yes. It is Tyler Perry's real house. Really? How much money do you think Even Tyler Perry... Before pa- his movies? His plays were very successful. At this point in time, though, well, in current modern day, how much do you think Tyler Perry's net worth is? Today. Today. Uh, I'm going to go oh, no, wait. with... No, 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 wait. I'm being sincere. Make a sincere guess. Yeah. How much do you think Tyler Perry is worth? I was going to be sincere. I was not going to Anunnaki you. Okay. It was... I am going to guess... Oh, it's got to be close to $350 million. You're close. You're actually really close. Tyler Perry, Medea Simmons, Joe Simmons, Brian Simmons... Tyler Perry is worth one billion dollars. Ah, 
No, no. <laughs> yes. I was going to guess a Bill like Oprah, <laughs> but then I was like, ah, oh, he didn't really do Oprah stuff, but oh. dang. Yeah, I'm really glad you didn't guess a Bill because it would have taken the wind out of the sails of this bit, but that yeah. was a good guess. 350 mil is is like an honest guess. Who could have thought that Tyler Perry would be worth a billion dollars? Ay, ay, ay. Santa Vaca. Not this much. But, I mean, it, the house... But- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it makes sense because he's got, like, a cartoon movie. He's got this suite of movies. <laughs> and if he, like, the knowledge I had going in before uh, uh, getting this test was that he had that big house in all these movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have gone over 350 mil. I like that your first example of why he's worth a billion dollars is that he's got that cartoon movie. <laughs> Well, I w- that was the first thing in a long list of things. And having, like, a movie franchise and then also having a cartoon movie. Like- That's true. That's true. He- he's done it Anyways. all. Tyler Perry, he was Alex Cross. He was, uh, <laughs> what else? Is- he was Alex Cross. <laughs> what else is Tyler Perry? He was in Gone Girl, I think. He's, uh, you know, he's out there. He's doing stuff. He will I never think Gone Girl yet. Me neither. Who cares? He will never be taken seriously as a real actor, though. He will only be Medea. That's the only way. I don't want to see Tyler Perry and other stuff. I just want to see Medea do stuff because she's so. It good. is weird that he does like smaller type roles and like Alex Cross type situations when he's worth so much. Right? What are you doing, man? It's there's some people where I'm like, why are you acting? Why are you still doing this? Just hang it up. Why make garbage movies when you could just make Medea movies? I mean, why are we doing this? Because it's fun. Well, we're not worth a bill. Even our combined net worth isn't even close to a bill. That's pretty close. After a couple more episodes. That's very true, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, man, okay, we got to stop vamping. There's so much movie to get through here. Oh, my God. There's so much we have to talk about. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, So... Helen goes to uh, his work the next day. It's their anniversary. She's got a nice basket, a little picnic basket for him. He's a lawyer. And she goes there, and he comes out of his office with this Latinx lady holding a baby. And it's very awkward. And it's very obvious that that is his child. Oh, yeah. Because the kid goes, bye-bye, daddy. I love you. He doesn't do that. Yeah, he's very Latinx. Oh as yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh he just he takes a basket, leaves, Helen goes home, and all of her stuff is being loaded into a U-Haul. <laughs> Rough. By this sexy cornrow looking mother effer. Oh my god. And she doesn't know what to think. She's like, Aren't you criminal mind Shamar Moore? And he's like, Yeah, I am Shamar Moore, and I'm very handsome. And he is very handsome. He's a beautiful man. He really I, is. I do not agree with the hair choice. I loved his cornrow. I loved his cornrow wig that he was wearing, because that's definitely a wig, 100% not his real hair. Yeah, it's too poofy. It's too coming off of his skull. and But you got to get it. You got to put that guy in that character. I mean, he can get it for sure. He's got bandanas that coordinate with his outfits. He's wearing all blue with a blue bandana. He's wearing all red with a red bandana. Dude doesn't care about the streets. He's repping everybody. <laughs> Yeah, and this is hard turfs of what town are they in? Hotlanta. Hillary? Hotlanta. Yeah, they're in Hotlanta where he will get shot for wearing that stuff. For sure he will. <laughs> I've never been to Hotlanta, but I think I agree. 
Yeah, well, I think that's where uh, WAP originated. And Coke. And Coke. The cocaine. Yeah, well, Charles knows all about cocaine. We can bring it to that in a little bit here. Um, yeah. So Helen goes into the house, sees that all the, her clothes have been pulled out, and there's, like, new fancy clothes being loaded in. And their housekeeper's like, oh, all, the, all these clothes are being replaced from, with clothes from the boutique. And Helen is, whoa. I w- Charles. Yeah, this uh, this maid gives her so much false hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty cruel of that maid, because she probably knew yeah. what was going on. Any person with uh, two eyes, two eyes, two eyes, could see that uh, he's replacing her stuff with somebody else's stuff. Yeah, especially when she puts on the dress and then is like, "This dress doesn't really fit me well," because <laughs> it's, like, it's not your <laughs> I size. Think I need to get a tailor. <laughs> yeah. It's not your dress, lady. <laughs> um, so she's drunk when he gets home. She drank a whole bottle of wine. She's wearing a dress that does not fit her. And he's like, all right, I have something to tell you. (laughs) And she's like, oh, no, Charles, don't. And then in walks Brenda, the the Latinx hussy from the the law office. And And this is their anniversary. She she just wants to celebrate. She gets him a gift. What is that gift? We never see it. I think it's a, it's not a condom. No, God, no. It's probably know. like a watch or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's probably a brooch. It's probably something in something impractical that he'll never use. A pen. Yeah, the male brooch. Exactly. Well, the male brooch is a myth. Everybody knows that. <clears throat> <laughs> Just like the female brooch. That's right. So Charles is like, "Yeah, our marriage is over, and I'm kicking you out of the house." And she's like, "It's our anniversary." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, well, my side piece is here, and you're out of here. Take a hike, lady." Yeah. That's all her stuff in the closet, and I'm not giving you anything other than what I packed up in this U-Haul. Get out. Get out. And she goes, no. And so he just (laughs) grabs her and drags her out, kicking and screaming, and throws her out of the house and slams the door in her face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was watching this on the laptop, uh, so my wife didn't have to uh, watch it. That's cruel. You should have watched it with her. That's stupid. Tell your wife to not be stupid and watch Tyler Perry movies. I know, but uh, she was listening to this part because I had it on with no headphones. It's like it's it's getting pretty intense here, and I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, anniversary. He's kicking her out of the house. That's pretty intense." So wait, your wife didn't want to watch the movie with you, so instead you watched it on a laptop with no headphones on. So you just forced her to listen to the movie instead. Do I have that right? <laughs> Only I was making coffee and I wanted to start the movie because oh, it was the morning. There's a coffees. Thing. Yeah, fair enough. Eventually. I took it away from her. She didn't have to listen to the whole movie. Okay, well, that was very nice of you to finally take it away from her. You don't want to watch it? I'm going to ruin your morning. You can't enjoy anything now. You have to listen to it instead. (laughs) It's a podcast called Diarrhea of a Mad Black Woman. Ooh-wee. Poor Charles. He's got to keep both these women in line. His side piece is mouthing off, and he's like, I'll handle this. And then his wife is popping off, and he's like, get out of my house. And it's like, this poor guy, he's just got chicken heads all around him, clucking at him. This poor man who has just been cheating on his wife and has two kids with another lady. (laughs) Like, I, I love that, like, at one point they call her, like, the side piece or something like that. Or, like, she's just some hoe, and he's like, and I'm like... 
But yeah, but he started a family with her. <laughs> like he's got two yeah. kids that are almost school age with her. I don't. I think he's taking that relationship a little more seriously than the one he's the marriage that he's in. Like you're the original wife, but you're kind of the side piece more than she is. Yeah, she has children with him and presumably a nice home. Maybe. I mean, yeah, Helen is definitely arm candy in this in his marriage because like. Yeah. He, he doesn't spend time with her. He hates her. <laughs> like, you just, you're there to be trotted out and go to award ceremonies. Yeah, you're there to look good and look yeah, pretty. Exactly. Uh, but Charles is a beast. Here's the thing we're going to learn, well, that you're going <laughs> to learn. As these movies go on, all the men, all the bad men in these movies are villains with a capital V. They are awful, horrible men. We're not watching uh, Medea's big fat family reunion or whatever it's called we're not we're skipping that one but the villain in that movie is just a monster <laughs> like it's just this horrifying person it's it's the characterizations are, are beautiful i love them all <laughs> yeah that's how you make a bill yeah exactly uh broad oh. stereotypes um Shamar Moore is there. He drives. He's like, hey, you can get in the truck. I'm supposed to drive you anywhere. So he drives Helen around. She eventually kicks him out and is like, I'll drive myself. And he's like, okay. you just... Yeah. Leaves him in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It leaves him in Hotlanta's ghetto. <laughs> it's just not even the ghetto. It's like, uh, it's like just like an industrial area. Like There's just boarded up shops and stuff like that. She's like, get out. And he's like, I got to go to my job in a few hours, please. <laughs> Just at least yeah, drive me to the bus station. <laughs> um, so then she 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 takes control of that vehicle and she drives. And where does she end up? Oh, well, at Madea's house. Big old Madea's house. She got a nice house. That's Tyler Perry's actual house. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> He can afford it, apparently. It would have been way better if that was actually Tyler Perry's house. If it was like, no, no, the mansion that they rented that. Medea's house. Now that's actually Tyler Perry's. That's I'd rather live in that house than in the mansion, if I'm being honest. Well, then he'd be staying true to the hood. Yeah, a mansion seems over over the top. You don't need all that space. No. What are you gonna do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Um so Helen bangs on the door. Medea comes out, waving a pistol in her face. <laughs> it's like, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm going to be doing a lot of Medea voice in this, unfortunately. So, <laughs> sorry, everyone. It's very unfortunate, but it has to be done. <laughs> uh, that's her main move, is waving a pistol around in this movie. It's how I'm she's... guessing it comes into other movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, it's how she solves most problems, is just by pointing a gun at it until it goes away. And most of the time that works. Sometimes she goes to jail, but most of the time she doesn't. But in the third movie, Medea goes to jail. She does go to jail. So, for a little bit, for a stint. Yeah, a pretty decent stint from the looks of it. It's like thirty years or something <laughs> like that. No, <laughs> but she's in jail for for she's you know she does a bid for sure. Yeah, she's gonna rot. Uh, <laughs> um, Medea says, uh, "You ain't on that stuff, is you? You ain't out here trying to buy that stuff." Which I really love. I love that they call it the stuff. It's pretty funny. What do you think the stuff is? Crack. Crack cocaine? Probably, yeah. Crack cocaine. Yeah, 2005, crack. yeah. Crack. Meth wasn't really hot back then. No, crack was really in the zeitgeist. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Using that word. Crack was, uh, it was on vogue for sure. Everyone was doing crack. 
Yeah, meth meth wasn't hot yet. No, no, no. <laughs> Joe, Kunta Kinte put his foot down and it got chopped off. <laughs> I love when uh, Joe runs away, he covers his ass. Like he's been shot in the ass multiple times. Wait, like when she shoots the gun off in the morning? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, that's because he poops his pants. That's not him covering it. He poops his pants and he's like, look what you made me do. It says that. He's like, look what you made me do when he runs off holding the poop into his butt. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that that would probably make my poop my poop. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we get introduced to Deborah, who is Tyler Perry's wife in the movie, not in real life. I don't know who Tyler Perry... What? Tyler Perry must be married, I would imagine. Why, though? You got a bill. Right? Well, you know, money can't buy you happiness, so... Yeah. Uh. It can get you two chicks at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you bet it can, especially if they're like Deborah. She'll do anything for a buck to get that stuff. <laughs> I can make you feel good. I can make you feel good. Um, yeah, so Helen comes down the next morning, and Deborah's waiting in the kitchen for Medea to feed her. Uh, Deborah resents Helen for marrying a rich lawyer and getting out of the like Hotlanta life, which, fair enough, you're on that stuff, yeah. and she married a lawyer. I get it. Yeah, but she also made it, married a lawyer and was out, but still chose drugs. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like we both got lawyers. It's like, yeah, I guess so, hey? That's weird. You got addicted yeah, to the she stuff. She resents her for getting out and getting rich, but she also did that exact same thing. Yeah, that is weird, hey? Huh. She's yeah. not as rich, though. She's like, I don't know. Tyler Perry, like, after the first Medea play rich, not Tyler Perry in 2005 rich. Yeah, like, uh, Helen's Tyler Perry rich, and Deborah's husband is, like, Will Ferrell rich. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, I would, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why isn't Will Ferrell in any <laughs> of these movies? I would love to see Will Ferrell show up in a, in a Medea movie. Like, dressed up as, like, a white Medea? Yes. Yes, a thousand times yes. Why, why haven't why hasn't the Medea universe and the White Chicks universe crossed over yet? That's what I want to see. I I feel like uh, the Medea universe has a weird feeling about the White Girls universe. White Chicks, I guess, is what that movie's called, isn't White it? White Chicks. White Chicks. Right. Uh, chicks. What happened to her? Laugh. Okay. Yeah, life happened to her. She got all that stuff. Her husband's a lawyer. Whatever. Do you like Deborah? Do you think Deborah's a good character? She gets her redemption at the end? I don't know. It's kind of weird because they kind of shoehorn that story in. Yeah. And she, for some reason, got addicted to crack through singing. Yes, in the church. like a real... <laughs> like, what? I know. It doesn't but... make a lot of sense. But also, don't worry too much about Deborah because we never see her again after this movie. Brian is in a bunch of he's in all the movies and they mention Deborah but we never see Deborah even at the family reunion Deborah does not come to it she's just never in a movie again with them which is a shame I love continuity and we have continuity but it's like weird fractured continuity so we'll see once we get to the other movies that we're doing how much carries over she is sexy though ah yeah <laughs> Uh, we find out it's that it's a really strong, like heartfelt storyline. Like she, 
Like you feel for Brian because he loves her, but she yeah. chose crack. She's on that stuff. She can't get off the stuff. Um, oh. Helen signed a prenup, and Medea is so mad she tells her she had to punch her in the face. I like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she should have been. Um, she should have been on them checks. True, and on the deed and all that. Uh, yeah. I like when Medea's like, "What were you doing while he was working?" And Helen goes. I was taking care of the house, cooking and cleaning. No, you weren't. You have maids and stuff. Don't act like you were vacuuming that mansion. And, like, the house literally has a guard. He was paying people to cook for you guys. A hundred percent he was. Oh, yeah. You never had to lift a finger to cook and clean, no. ever. You're lying to Grandma Medea. She had to have bad sex with him and get beaten up. That's pretty terrible. That is pretty terrible, yeah. Which of those and is worse, probably, do you think? Well, you know. I mean, you'd got to get some money for that, right? Yeah, I think so. Halloween on yeah. prenup. There should be a lot All right, of fine. prenup that says Fine. Like, Never mind. Don't leave my gold digger thing in the dust. Fine. No problem. <clears throat> I, I couldn't hear what you said. That's not true. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Medea's like, we got to go to the house and get your money, girl. And so, uh, the, and uh, what's her name is like, the guard will never let us in. So, what is they? What do they do? They just crash Medea's car through the gates and just enter, break and enter into the house. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, how she solves things. This is where I thought the craziness was going to get up to another level, and the zany Medea story was going to happen. Well, I mean, it's going to be Medea from here on in. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we Medea comes in and out of this movie, but like whenever she's there, she's a captivating presence, and the movie does get zanier. Like this whole sequence yeah. ends with her chainsawing everything in Charles's house in half. So that's pretty zany. <laughs> that's pretty wacky. Yeah, I'd love to take some chainsaws to some furniture. That seems like a whole lot of fun. Oh yeah, cut a piano in half? Are you kidding me? That sounds great. I have a love seat in my basement that I do not want to take out of this place because there's thin, you know, ways. Yeah. So I bought a chainsaw, and I'm going to cut it up someday. It's going to be a real real toot. That's awesome. Let's put it on our OnlyFans when you do that. And right, yeah, right, it out. right before you cut it in half, you can go, this is for every black woman who never had a, who ever had a problem with a black man. And you cut that thing in half. <laughs> I'll say it exactly like that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I I like this sequence where they're like ripping up the clothes and uh, and screaming about it, and then Charles comes home and Helen is just robbing him, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then she yeah she she doesn't like drop the money or anything when he comes in. She no. just kind of holds it and like, "Can I can I just take this?" Well, she says to him, "I'll just take it and go." And he's like, "No, yeah. <laughs> you can't just no. You can't just steal my cash. Like that's not okay." How about no? Oh, <laughs> Charles grabs Helen and he's like threatening her. So then Medea walks in and goes, I will kill you, Charles, and points a gun in his face. I love Medea. <laughs> Which Charles takes uh, very seriously. Oh, yeah. And he starts praying. <laughs> and then he that's when he becomes converted. Uh, you will reap what you sow. 
oh yeah it's only a matter of time before he does this to you helen says to brenda the hussy the floozy the label ho which i don't know if it's true because he has two kids with her. <laughs> yeah very good point and if anything she does it to him so maybe she was yeah. saying it to charles i don't know <laughs> she was saying it to herself oh yeah that's true yeah uh medea gets put on house arrest so now she, for the rest of the movie, she can't leave the house. So it's like, well, we don't get to see Medea out in the wild in this one. But in other ones, we will. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Medea to cover. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much looking forward to it. What did you but, think? But uh, her choices were house arrest or jail. So she takes house arrest. Exactly. Brian, uh, a.k.a. Tyler Perry, is her lawyer, which is a nice little It's a nice little green screen, the two of them next to each other. I like that. Um what what did you think of the block party that Medea throws? Uh great. Yeah. Uh little marijuana. Yeah, uh, Uncle, talk. Uncle Joe smoking the reefer, yeah. But you can't do marijuana when you're on that lithium. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I like that he's like, "Look, don't you be smoking this stuff. You on that lithium." And then she smokes it and then starts hallucinating and goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> not immediately. Like not Medea, this other lady, uh yeah. Maribeth. 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 What a and nice name. Medea hates Maribeth because every time Maribeth shows up, she smokes a bit of that reefer. She's on lithium. She loses her mind. She's screaming about rabbits being all over her. And Medea literally goes, Don't you come back now, Maribeth. Don't you come back to my house, Maribeth. And we never see Maribeth again. You blew yeah, it, and Maribeth. Then they turn on the music and do a group dance together. Oh my god. This this is like it, the first time I watched this movie, it was at this moment where I was like, I love Medea. I love Medea's <laughs> life. I love everything about Medea. I I would love to go to a huge block party like that where everyone's barbecuing and there's music. All the neighbors are out so you can play music loud. Everyone's having a good time. They're dancing on the lawn together. It looked like so much fun. Yeah, I've been to a lot of cookouts. A lot of white cookouts. Yeah. And nobody group dances. Mm-mm, mm-mm. White cookouts are lame. I've been to block parties before. They suck in, in our city. Yeah. They're lame as frick. You just sit around. The old guys drink way too much and yeah. cook bad burgers. Yeah. No- the food in this movie looks great throughout. <sighs> they bring out that huge rack of ribs that they flip over on the barbecue. Get out of here. That looks so good. Yeah. It looks like such a fun time. I, w- I would love to go to a party like this. I would not like to get water thrown in my face. Oh. Other than that. Yeah. She's a real... Uh, Helen's a real bag to, to Orlando, a.k.a. Shamar Moore. That's, uh, although, wait, before we get to that part, there is a hilarious exchange between Helen and Brian where he, she's like... Uh, you know, men men are you know men don't have to deal with the stuff women deal with. Uh, you don't see men getting into situations like my situation. And Brian goes, "Well, my wife is the mother of my kids is a junkie, so <laughs> like, what do you? You don't you're not the only one and, who's got it tough." And he still loves her. Yeah, like it's guys love hard too, baby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Shamar Moore shows up immediately, calls Helen on her nonsense by going, "Just another bit of black woman, huh?" Because now every man... I don't know if you could say that, though. That's uh, pretty hard. He's right, though. He's like, because now every man you meet will have to pay for what he did. I saw him drag you out and throw you in the dirt. So she throws a drink in his face. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I guess you proved him right, Helen. Good job. Like, he he's not wrong, but 
saying she's a bitter black woman right to her face after what she's gone through is pretty harsh. Yeah, but Shamar I mean, Moore, he calls it like it is. He doesn't beat around the bush. He's a, you know, he's an honest man. It's true. He he does tell it like it is. He he calls it a fairy tale when it's a fairy tale, and he calls her a bitter <laughs> black woman when she's a bitter black woman. What would be the perfect thing for him to say? This feels like a fairy tale. <laughs> oh my god, that was it! <sighs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Gush. Oh, sploosh. Skadoosh, am I right? Um, Skadoosh. Uh, so, yeah, everybody dances. It's great. And then that night, Charles is woken up by a phone call from Jameson, a.k.a. the froggy-voiced kid from Little Rascals, Froggy. <laughs> Charles has really cool nipples. That's like <laughs> nipples I dreamed of. They're just like little milk duds. Right? And is, I'm this, not being racist. Yeah, it's not a race thing, but he's got little Hershey kisses for nipples. They're like perfect. Yeah. They look sweet. <laughs> they look They're <laughs> ideal nipples. Melt you in your can't mouth. Get much better than that. Yeah. They're godly nipples. Exactly. And if and this movie is is any it's it's this movie is godly through and through, and so are Charles's nipples. Truly he, is. Yeah. Uh, they so, do not shy away from the god in this movie at all. No, they they dump it on you. Um, like a drink to the face when you're called bitter, rightfully called bitter by somebody. Yeah. Oh, those nipples. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So Jameson is a gangster who uh, like used to move coke for Charles. He's like, I used to, I used to move so much coke and bought that house for you. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. that's a lot of coke. That's a lot of coke. So, but but he, he killed yeah, him. He, uh, he was not always a good lawyer. He was a oh. nefarious uh, criminal. Yeah, he was a drug dealer from the sounds of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. A big one. Oh, yeah. A huge one. But Jameson, he killed an undercover cop, and now he needs to buy his way out through buying a lawyer and a judge. And uh, so he hires Charles as his lawyer. And, uh, boy, that's not going to backfire at all. No, you better get me off. <laughs> yeah, he's begging him to get him off. I do really love that. I need you to get me off, Charles. The amount of times he says "get off," oh yeah, Oof. get get me off. I love it. Um, so then the next day, Uncle Joe is reading a newspaper, being like, "Oh, the state of the world, the state of the world." But he's actually just looking at a picture that says, "I love the breasts," which is very uh, <laughs> very funny thing to read. Yeah, Uncle Joe, old man Joe, is a very horny man, oh, and yeah. you gotta love him. He wants Vaseline. He wants uh. <laughs> You know, those little blue pills. Every piece of tail that walks through that house, Uncle Joe's making a pass at it. Doesn't matter if he's tangentially related to them or anything. Like, you know, he's he's hitting on Helen and, and Medea's like, That's your that's your family. And he's like, That's not my family, that's your family. <laughs> it's like, all right, Joe, shoot your shot, man, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I got a job for you as soon as I get more Vaseline. Oh, what do you think that means? Uh, he's gonna rub her in Vaseline. Oh, he, he wants her to check for the male brooch. <laughs> it's a myth. It is a myth. You're right. Um, Helen's looking for a job. She ends up getting a job at a fancy restaurant where she's like a waitress. So that's nice. Yeah, sexy waitress. Oh yeah. Uh, he was my Helen goes to visit her mom and she's all upset about Charles and she's like he was my everything and her mom goes God is your everything don't you know he's a jealous God I'm like God's yeah. a petty little schoolgirl, huh like he's just he's a little baby boy huh if he's just if he's jealous of you loving someone over him get over yourself God come on 
I I had both of those lines in capitals, uh, in caps lock, because <laughs> the fact that God is jealous of her oh, sure. being in that relationship Ridiculous. it's so weird. And God is your everything. I'm I'm glad at this point because God really gets injected by mm. uh, her mother. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, she kind of tells her to let go, let God. She definitely tells her to let's go, let's God for sure. Uh, oh, did you write down, you got to get out there and stand on your own two feet? Oh, no, Mama, I can't do that. I'm not strong like you. Well, then what's your plan, Helen? <laughs> what are you going to do? Marry another rich <laughs> lawyer? I don't know. Get on the stuff. She probably could marry another rich lawyer. Yeah. She probably knows the crowd. She could probably get on that stuff. Instead of going to a fancy restaurant and drinking a glass of wine and looking at ads uh, <laughs> for jobs, she should just be looking at her like phone book for other rich lawyers. Mm-hmm. What was that? Uh... Oh, damn it. I should have looked this. What was that website where you could like have affairs? Like that was the whole point of the website. It got hacked a few years ago. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Was it called Strange Ladies? No. It was was like a woman's name, though. Website for having an affair. What was that called now? Claire Claire Vagina. Ashley Madison. That's what it was. She should have been on Ashley Madison looking for a rich guy. She could have been that side piece. You start as the side piece, then you graduate. Yeah become the side piece yeah or as uncle joe says about deborah to brian in front of brian's kids you don't turn a hoe into a housewife it's like please that's my mother you're talking about he has a hand on one of the children of that mother (laughs) when he's saying that like that is so effed up and those kids are old enough to know what he's talking they know that he's talking about deborah their mom addicted to the stuff (laughs) yeah they they have ears they know words. Mm-hmm. They're old enough to know that he's calling her mom, uh, his mama ho. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call the popo ho. Call my mama ho. <laughs> but Joe apparently mar- married a ho, so he's yeah. he's invested. And Medea married a guy who beat her, so when he died, she stomped him two extra feet down in the ground, so now he's buried eight feet deep. <laughs> Man, tough lives these people be living. Hard to imagine Medea in a relationship with someone who beat her. Medea is such a strong person that I just go, I can't I can't even imagine you being that vulnerable and being, you know, victimized like that. I just but maybe that's how she got so hard yeah. and why she carries a gun all the time now. Well, she maybe was a Helen at one point. Maybe that's how she got that big house. Wow. That's very insightful, actually. That's a really good point. She might have been a Helen at one time. She might have been a Helen. Just another bitter black woman. (laughs) Doesn't go to church. No. Smokes all the time. Hates church. Joe and her hate church and openly mock it in front of Helen's mother, who's very religious. And they make fun of the Bible, and they make fun of church and how stupid it is. And they're right. Uh, I mean, they're wrong. They're totally wrong. Never mind. Pure Flicks. I know this movie wasn't on Pure Flicks, but we still are always open to a sponsorship. I don't think church is dumb. Please give us money. David, please give us money. I think church is gum. Uh, I think I've left plenty of gum under pews in churches. Yeah, pubes. Ooh, yes, I pubes. Um, (laughs) so then there's this weird sequence where Shamar Moore picks up Helen for it. Like she's standing outside in the rain and he rolls up. It's after work. And he's like, Brian told me to come pick you up. 
She's like, no thanks. And he's like, come on, I'll, I'll drive you straight home. And she's like, you'll drive me straight home? And he's like, yeah, yeah, get in the truck. So she gets in the truck and he goes, hey, you want to go out on a date? You want to grab some dinner? It's <laughs> like, I thought you said you were going to take me straight home and now I'm going out for dinner with you for a nice salmon dinner. Okay, fine. And, the, and then he says it's not a date. It's not a date, but you know, yeah. I'll, let me, I'm paying. I'll take you out to Chandra's. It's going to be a nice place. Yeah. It's going to be a nice night. Yeah, I know this jazz spot called Chandra's. It's not a date. <laughs> Whatever. We're just going to go have a meal. Yeah. We're going to listen to Chandra sing a song for all the new couples, and I'm going to stare at you as she says that. Yeah, if it's not a date, take her to Outback Steakhouse. Right? Well, she even says, like, he's, he's like, I know a nice place. And she goes, what, McDonald's? I go, well, <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Some Maybe the McRib is back, in which case, sign me up. Yeah, if you don't want a date, go to McDonald's. But then he's like, oh, I, I know this place called Chandra's. I need to take you to Chandra's. Dance with me. Well, I, I love Chandra. <laughs> I do like that she loves Chandra. Oh, I love that spot. It's okay. <laughs> well, let's go have a nice salmon dinner. Uh, can I get something else? Do I have to get salmon <laughs> if we go to Chandra's? I don't really want salmon ever in my life. Oh, you don't like salmon? <sighs> I mean, I like all food, but salmon, if I was going on a date with somebody, I wouldn't want to be like, put stinky fish in my face, please. <laughs> I make a mean salmon. Well, and I, I'll be saying that after the date, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Garlic sticky rice? Ooh-wee. Ooh, that sounds real good. Actually, I've been to your house, and you've made salmon for me before, so I can attest that you do make good salmon. Did I? It might not Man, have been. I, I feel like I was trying to wine and dine you for sex. We did 69, but you didn't give me wine. But, you know, we skipped the <laughs> wine. We just dined in 69. That's all we did. Your skip, honor. Skip a step. But, you know, you did make me fish. It might not have been salmon, but you made fish for my wife and I that one time. And it was delicious. It was very good. Did we? It, it must have been salmon because we were all about that salmon life for a long Oof. time. And then we played sequence. Yep. It was a fun night. Yeah. Yeah, let me sixty nine. Obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then so they're dancing. <clears throat> yeah, we got to get to the dance, right? <clears throat> of course, and uh, we're hearing. So th there's um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Where, where there's voiceover. voiceover. Thank you. There's voiceover. That's Helen's diary. It's it's like her writing in the diary. So she's like, uh, dear diary, this man is fine. How does he know I like being <laughs> held like this? I'm like, I, you know, Shamar Moore, he gets it, and he is fine. He's fine. Dear, you got to put some stank on him. Dear Jesus, please let this man let me go before I lose my mind. <laughs> Ooh, I hope he doesn't say the wrong thing. You know, this feels like a fairy tale. <laughs> Gush. And then she goes, that's the right thing. <laughs> Voiceover. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, he smells so good. Halle Berry and Monsters Ball over here. <laughs> she doesn't make out with them immediately, though. She's no, they're in she's Chandra's. Playing to her sins. Yeah, yeah, she's they're in Chandra's. She's not gonna have a, a public display of affection in Chandra's. Chandra's is a classy restaurant. You go to the bathroom if you want to do that joke. stuff. Yeah, I'd love to go to Chandra's. Chandra's seems like a cool place. The owner gets up and sings songs. That's awesome. Yeah, Chandra gets up. Yeah, Chandra herself. It's like going to the Forget About It Supper Club in Toronto and seeing Frank D'Angelo perform. What a treat that would be. 
Do you think they have a glory hole? <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. I think at the restaurant uh, Helen works at, like they do. Like a classy do. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's got velvet. velvet it's velvet lined. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. In that case, yeah, Chandra's does. They invented the glory hole in Hotlanta. The, they invented the glorious glory hole. Oh, yeah. They put the glory in glory hole for sure. <laughs> velvet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we find out that Charles was Helen's first and only. It's like, girl, what are you doing? Marrying... Well, 18 years, and she's like 36 <sighs> you at got, best. You got one of your kids got you for 18 years. You having Ooh. two miscarriages got you for 18 years. Took life from her. That's right. You took life from me. Uh, Shamar sure. Moore basically forces her to go on another date with him. He's like, hey, you want to go on a date tomorrow night? And she's like... Uh, I, I don't know. And he's like, don't say no because you're scared. Say yes instead. And she goes, all right, yes. And he goes, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, uh, I get yours. I get that you're supposed to be the nice guy, but you're kind of pushy. And you're a little, like, heavy-handed, Shamar Moore. He loves hard. <clears throat> he does love hard. You're right. About a man? You know what? He does love hard. You're right about that. We hear a really nice R&B cover of What If God Was One Of Us. That's really nice. Well just a stranger on the bus yes yes <laughs> i feel like this song had a moment in the early 2000s it did like it's it's an older song right but like it was in a lot of movies i mean i remember being in like a, a church youth group and they played that song and the, the pastor or like the youth minister was like look i'm gonna play you this song it's a really powerful song i don't like that they call people slobs in it but it's still a powerful song. <laughs> and they were like, they really resented the line, just a slob like one of us. And they were like, look, just ignore that line. It's a really offensive line. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? That's so weird to fixate on that and even make a note of it at all. <laughs> to, to call like, make sure that they do not take that seriously. Oh, yeah. Don't let that get to you, kids, the way it's clearly getting to me, the youth pastor. It's crumpled me inside. I'm I'm giving up my faith because of that line now. A slob like one of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a love montage. Yeah. They're falling in love. We've totally fallen in love. Uh, can't turn a hoe into a housewife. We've covered that scene. Uh, Orlando, Orlando and her have gone out every day now for four months. Relentless. Dear diary. Dear diary. Can I get one night to myself? No? Okay. <laughs> Young love, man. You wanna you wanna hang out every night. I get it, man. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. Now it's been exactly. eighteen years. <laughs> uh, Orlando is in love with her. He tells her, "I'm in love with you." Yeah. Way to go, yeah, Helen. He's got it so bad for her that he would go to the store and buy her feminine products. Oh, and how they laugh at that! <laughs> you wouldn't have to do that. I use a cup. You don't have to go and buy me feminine products. And yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy equation to love. But it's it's the early 2000s, right? That was like the height of hilarity. Imagine a man buying tampons. Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine? He'd go in there. He'd come home with just all the wrong stuff. He wouldn't know what to do. Like condoms is one thing. That's like a whole thing to have to even do that. They should be picking that up too. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but to have to pick up feminine products? Oh, I'm a man. 
my God. That's what he he should have. <laughs> that, that is the way to counteract it. If you go to the store to buy your girl feminine products, you buy a big box of condoms as well, and then you look the, the cashier in the eye and you go, this is for after she's done. And they go, okay. I love you. He goes, I'm not getting my red wings. Go, All right. <laughs> yeah, you got to be really hyper-aggressive when you uh, check out. Yeah. But now there's self-checkout, so we don't even have to worry about those issues. Exactly. That would have been great if you'd like, I'd even go to the store and buy you feminine products, and you go, you could just use self-checkout. <laughs> Helen I is- love that uh, Shopper says self-checkout because oh, yeah. I don't want to be caught buying female products. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? You'd never live that shame down. Every time you go in there, they'd be like, how's your period? And you're like, ah, come on, man. That was five, that was five years ago. Please. I'm here with my children. That was 2005. <laughs> I turned a hoe into a housewife. Please. Um... Helen's lucky, though, because Shamar Moore is a catch. Way harder than the practices Steve Harris, for sure. Yeah, way better than Charles. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I pray for you more than I pray for myself. It's like, oh, damn, Shamar. I think I'm falling in love with you at this point. <laughs> that is beautiful. Well, I mean, as Helen says, God sent me a man who is strong, sensitive, handsome and christian you go whoa (laughs) yeah that's the last one that she really (laughs) emphasizes christian it's the most important one doesn't matter the rest of it doesn't matter he's christian that's the most important thing strong beautiful sensitive whatever christian yeah hell yeah easy breezy beautiful christian boy we love him uh so then uh oh you think oh damn Shamar Moore, you're getting it in tonight. But then it turns out they didn't make love. He gave her something better. He gave her intimacy. Okay, Slither Ochi Special. Ooh, that's very good, yeah. (laughs) Tickle, tickle, break the pickle. (laughs) Now that's a lie. Tickle, tickle, break the pickle? What is that in reference to? uh, Well, I think when they're dancing, she goes like, God, I hope he doesn't say the wrong thing. And he goes, tickle, tickle, break the pickle. And she goes, that's the right thing. It makes me feel so good. That's what I want to hear. (laughs) Um, So, uh, oh, Helen decides to just like, I'm not, she's in love with Shamar Moore. And she's like, you know what, Charles, you can keep all the money. You can keep everything. Just pay my attorney fees and pay for my mom's like, uh, home care. That's all you got to, you pay for that. And then, uh, and then we're good to go. And Charles goes, yeah, you made the right choice. She lets go. She lets God. It's pretty cool. But she could have got so much money. That's what Tyler Perry says. Like, you know what you've just done? And she goes, I let's go and let's God. He goes, all right. I mean, it's Ugh. you're it, whatever. You wasted my time. Thanks a lot, people. I could have been using the time to get my wife off the stuff, but instead, I'm here wasting time because you just gave it all up in the end. I'm glad you found love. Congratulations. I mean, Brian's probably going to pull out like a hundred k from this. Oh, her yeah, mom's yeah, yeah. safe at the home. Yep. I mean, I guess it, it all works out. Like everybody gets everybody. It works out for everyone. Helen gets love. And so you go like, oh, this is the end of the movie. Perfect. Everybody's happy. Everything's wrapping up really nicely. But then Jameson is found guilty of murdering an undercover cop, and he grabs a guard's gun, and he shoots Charles (laughs) in the back. (laughs) 
he's really good at grabbing that guard's gun. He's like, a gangster. He, do you think he planned that? Uh, well, I think he planned on getting off, and then when he didn't get off, he was like, I'm, I hate edging, and he grabs the gun, so I'm getting off this way. I I would have liked to see a mon montage of Jameson having, like, a fake courtroom and a fake guard <laughs> and, like, practicing grabbing a gun mm -hmm. from his holster and then shooting a person in their spine, having, oh, yeah. like, a target with a spine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if he, if that was the plan, then he nailed it. I think his plan was probably to kill Charles, in which case he failed. Nah, but nah. he didn't kill Charles. He saved Charles is what he did. Everybody knows when you shoot a guy in the back, you're trying to paralyze him. Hey, just ask, uh, just ask that guy from uh, Degrassi the Next Generation who shot Drake. Paralyzed him. <laughs> Paralyzer. That's right. My favorite Finger Eleven song. My favorite alcoholic beverage. Hey, Shamar Moore makes Helen say I love you. It's a little creepy. He's like, just say it. Say it to me. And she's like... <laughs> I, I, but he, he knows she feels it. Yeah, he's making some pretty big assumptions. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing Shamar Moore is hot. Because if he wasn't hot... Like, if, if Charles was doing this, it would be like, oh, this man is a monster. <laughs> like, he's making her say, he's assuming he knows what she wants and what she's thinking. It's like, well, but Shamar Moore's a snack, so it's all good. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, and it's a good thing this is in 2005. I think at one point he's like, don't let fear make your decisions for you when he's, like, very close to her and, like, intimate with her. Yeah, like, I don't think you can say that. Right, he's grabbing her by the back of the neck when he says it. <laughs> very tenderly like he's holding a pickle well but when he grabs her though he like you hear he like grabs and then it's very tender but he grabs her neck first <laughs> like a pickle exactly um so uh she goes to sleep the next morning she wakes up and there's an engagement ring on her finger which again it's like bro it's been like five months like you need to yeah. i get it that you're in love and this is a fairy tale like pump the brakes a little bit she's not even divorced yet like just let her have some closure in other areas before you start moving in on her just you know take your time man love will be there there's no rush maybe that's what the vaseline is for is for putting rings on ladies fingers oh that's a good call yeah yeah uncle joe's a romantic yeah, he's super romantic. But, like, how did he get that ring on her finger? It's very presumptuous. Uh, she's barely even said that she loves you. She's very hurt She said it raw. The, she said it the night before because you forced her to say it. And then the next morning, you're like, now we're engaged. And she's like, okay. Uh, we didn't even make love. Well, actually, before she can say yes or no, which she should say no, but before she can say either of them, she sees on the mute TV that's on in the background that Charles has been shot. Oh, my God. She's got to go to the hospital. Yeah, the smallest TV in the world in the background. For real. Doesn't have any resolution. No. He lives in a giant loft. He works 12 hours a day at a steel mill, and he can only afford a 33-inch CRTV. Get out of here. Dump this man. Does he not watch basketball? Come on. He definitely watches basketball. He loves the Hawks or the Falcons or whatever the Atlanta basketball team is. Yeah, that's why he has the cornrows because of uh, Ivern Allenson. Alvin Iver Allen <laughs> Iver Allenson. <laughs> oh, I had that uh, name so clear in my mind, and it just came out like stew would be 
It was a real Ben Frankman moment. Helen Iverson. <clears throat> Helen gets to the hospital, and the 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 floozy is there, and she's like, and the the doctor's like, look, he's been shot in the spine. There's a chance he might be paralyzed, um, but if something goes wrong, we need to know what we should do if sh- if we should resuscitate him or not. And the floozy immediately is like, no, don't resuscitate him. Let him die. <laughs> <laughs> a very small chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, that he has any problems whatsoever. No, they just need to no, get the let him die. done. No, no, let him die. Let him die. I want that money. Let him die. But <laughs> Helen, because she's technically still his wife, she hasn't signed the paperwork yet, is like, mm-hmm. uh, no, don't let him die. I'm his wife, so no. Uh, we resuscitate him if something happens. Fortunately, Charles makes it through surgery, but he's paralyzed from the neck down, and then this movie starts getting really good. This is where the movie starts popping off, and my favorite, like, this is where the this is where the movie really. You think it's over, but it's only just beginning. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's only just begun. <laughs> so, Helen is now like in charge of Charles because like the Brenda leaves, and so they, she takes him back to his mansion, and she's like looking through his stuff, and he's like, "Can you find that paperwork?" Can you find it? I asked you to do one simple thing, and you can't even do that. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. And so she starts walking past Charles, but as she walks past him, she turns around and punches him in the face as hard as she can. This paralyzed man who can't fight back just decks him. (laughs) Just smacks him hard. Well, she has all the rage inside her. Everything that's happened to her in this film and this entire sham of a marriage finally spills out into some rightful anger, and he can't defend himself. So, swat. What did you think when all this started? Because this this whole sequence with Helen and Charles is bananas. What were, like, what did you think as this whole thing got started? Were Were you surprised that this is where the movie went? Well, this is where I started having flashbacks to maybe seeing this mm. uh, movie because this wasn't as big of a shock to me. I also feel like if I would have saw this in 2005, I would have really saw it as a turn. But, like, movies have gotten crazy since 2005. <laughs> Fair. And, like, there's crazy twists and turns all over the place. People be murdering and sex and other people they shouldn't be doing <laughs> in every single movie. That's fair. I just think back to when I saw this for the first time, and I couldn't believe that this this movie where this woman is positioned as this good person was just going to torture a paraplegic man for the next 20 minutes, and then we were supposed to like her at the end of all of it. Like, she shoves a well, picture yeah. in his mouth and makes him eat it. She, like, leaves him in the house for days, and he shits himself, and she just, like, you stink. Like, she's so cruel to this paralyzed man, who, in fairness, was horrible to her, did horrible things to her, but it's a real, like, eye for an eye type of thing, where she's like, I'm gonna just, nobody, nobody's here for you, Charles, so I'm literally gonna, it becomes a horror movie for a little while. Very interesting. Yeah, and... Everything is set up in this movie to make you not believe that she's capable of this. I mean, she she leaves the man she's in love with to go back to her husband that tortured her uh, just because it's the godly thing to do. Yeah. This is not a person who tortures a paralyzed person. <laughs> but it is very godly to do that. 
Like, yeah. when she says to him, I'm going to let you sit here for a few days and think about what I've said. I was like, wait a minute. Did she say days? <laughs> this yeah. man, this paralyzed, is she going to let him sit there? And she does. Days go by, and he's pooped himself. And she comes back and goes, you stink. And then she grabs his wheelchair and just dumps him head first into a tub of water. <laughs> like he, she could have killed him in that moment if he hit his head wrong. He he didn't try to stop. He couldn't. He's paralyzed. So she just dumps him into a tub. Ah, uh, I was. I mean, what's gonna happen? He's gonna be more paralyzed. He could die, and then she'd have to explain that. Yeah, when he's, like, in the tub, like, just at the surface trying to, like, get as many breaths as possible. <laughs> trying not after to... he's been, like, left alone for a couple of days is very harsh. Yeah, and he's, like, he's like, like his mouth is just above the water and, like, bubbles are coming out into the water. And she goes, stop blowing those bubbles. And he's, like, <laughs> like, he's, like, it literally is a horror movie for a little while. She's just smoking a dart next to the tub being, like... You you treated me terribly, and now I'm gonna just torture you. <laughs> like it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this is where the mad black woman portion of the movie comes uh -huh. in, and she goes full force. Full oh frontal. yeah, she does go full frontal. Absolutely. <laughs> um, finally, she pulls him out of the tub because he slips under the water and is like drowning, and she goes, ah, oh, fine, and like pulls him out so he doesn't die. <laughs> um, yeah. So then she's like, it cuts to them in like the dining room and she's eating like a, just like spinach and tomatoes. Like it's not even, I wouldn't even call it a salad. There's not even anything on it. And, uh, it's a, it's a poorly made salad mm -hmm. and she's trying to food torture him, but we, she should have done it better. Like, uh, maybe like a plate of red lobster. Well, here's the thing though. He hasn't eaten in like four days, maybe more at that point. Like he's yeah. starving. Like he's, I mean, well, he's, a, he's broken. Oh, he's crumpled, but he's not fully broken yet. She's breaking him like a like a horse. You know, if you were like a cowgirl and you had a horse you had to break to heal yourself, maybe we'll discover what that's about in the future, maybe. I mean, he is sitting there just crying. Yeah, <laughs> like... and her response to him crying is going, are you hungry? Well, then maybe you should go into the kitchen and get yourself something to eat then. <laughs> it's like, God, lady, come on. But then she drops the real bomb on him, and that is that because he starts calling out for the maid. He's like, maid, whatever her name is. And she goes, oh, the maid is gone. Brenda took all the money, so there's nothing to pay her with. In fact, she cleaned out your bank account, and you have nothing. You have no money anymore. You have nothing, Charles. And she's howling with laughter about it, and he's <sighs> just sobbing. I'm not trying to say feel sorry for Charles. I'm just saying it's hard to feel good about Helen after this point because she's torturing somebody who is literally a quadriplegic. Like, it's just, it doesn't, the scales, I guess they balance, but it's a weird thing to do to balance them. It is. I mean, she was a victim of yes. this for a lot of years. of course. But yeah, you're... Like, to actually torture somebody and to laugh maniacally right in his face about the destruction of his world. And then to go, you're a coward, and then throw a plate of food at him. <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. It's hilarious. 
This is a real yuck em up moment. Oh, yeah. So we find out it's been three weeks since she left Shamar Moore. Like, he hasn't heard from her in three weeks. She disappeared. Oh. And he's like, you know, where have you been? And she goes, I have a lot of things going on right now, Orlando. But what she doesn't say is, I'm torturing a paraplegic right now. <laughs> I'm torturing my ex-husband, who is now a cripple. Yeah, I keep sticking knives into his legs. He can't feel them, but I stick them in anyway because it feels good. She doesn't do that. Instead of just falling in love with you and being with you, the man that I truly love. Like, instead of just letting Charles go... Like, that's that would be the adult thing to do, to go, okay, he's paralyzed, he's lost everything. Let him go. Let him sort it out. Instead, she's like, I'm going to torture him, and then I'm going to nurse him back to health. Okay, I guess that's good. Meanwhile, you're neglecting Shamar Moore. You literally break up with him, and he gets up to leave, and you go, don't, don't. And he goes, don't what? I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> like, I don't, I want to be your, I want to be your husband. You don't get to break up with me and then go, but let's still be friends. Goodbye, I'm out of here. And he leaves. <laughs> rightfully so. Good on you, Shamar Moore. Yeah, very rightfully so. She wants to be pen pals with him. Yeah, and... I don't want to lose you. <laughs> Probably go to his apartment once in a while and get held. Oh yeah, for sure. That intimacy. Yeah. Um, but as Medea says, if you get an opportunity to beat the hell out of someone who did you wrong and you don't take it, you're over it. If you beat the hell out of them, no, you're not over it. It's like, okay. I guess that excuses it. Fine. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> well, this is the Medea and Helen. It is. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. This is, yeah, yeah. This is the Medea that's within Helen. Within herself. We all have a little Medea in us, of course. Yeah, I've always wanted to torture a crippled person. (laughs) Did you like when Helen's mom goes, Oh, you didn't hurt him, did you? And she goes, Mom, just his feelings. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. He's probably. A little bit more than that, actually. He's probably got a rash from all the poop you made him sit in for three days. If I had to guess. red mark on his face from that wallop. And you dumped him into a tub head first, and he almost broke his neck, and then you you punched him in the face, and you hit him with stuff, and you made him eat a a picture of him and his ex. and You know, like, yeah, just his feelings, I guess. Yeah. But then, you know, her mom tells her that she's got to forgive him in order to let him out of his life. That's just what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So... She goes back to Charles, and he goes, and he's wearing a really nice tracksuit. I got to say, I like that velour tracksuit he's got on. He needs more tracksuits, especially yeah. for a crippled man. I mean, he looks exactly like Rick Ross in that uh, uh, Lil Wayne video that he's in. He should have been the next Rick Ross. He could have been. In, in the movie version of Rick Ross's life, which I'm sure we'll get once he's killed or whatever, get uh, the Harris's, uh, the practice of Steve Harris to play him. Yeah, Medea presents Charles. Wait a minute. Is Steve Steve Harris isn't the dad from Malcolm in the Middle? Like like Stevie's dad in Malcolm mm, in the Middle. That's not no. the same person, right? Different guy. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um so she goes back to see Charles and Charles is like for everything I've ever done, I'm so sorry. And she goes, "All right. Time to help you heal, buddy." So she starts taking him to rehab and helping him move and stuff like that. And he's he gets his life back together. Yeah, this is the montage that kind of wraps everything up. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's learning how to walk again. Deborah's getting off that stuff. 
just everything just kind of is resolved in in like a four minute montage yeah <laughs> um so but everything culminates where it should at the church so everyone except for Medea and Joe are in church oh yeah yeah uh we should also mention that like Brian, aka Tyler Perry, his daughter wants to sing in church, just like her mom Deborah used to do before she got on that stuff. And so this is her her big moment, twelve year old daughter to sing in the church. And so she starts singing, and this girl's got pipe. She's got uh, she's got yeah. some good pipes on her. She can sing like crazy. Beautiful voice. She should have been singing in this church for years. Right? You were holding her back, Brian. What are you doing? Well, she didn't want to get her on that stuff through the church choir. Exactly. Everyone on the church choir is on that stuff, so it just happens. Well, you sing about God, you get a little angsty, you start uh, smoking crack. It happens to yeah, everyone. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. There's some weird lyrics in the song they're singing. Father, I'm calling out your name, not Buddha or Muhammad. <laughs> All right, fine. Don't No need to call yeah, out those this, other religions. Is this a hymn, or is it just like... A well, song. I mean, I feel like it is a song that they know because Helen is like mouthing along the words. Like, do they sing this every week in church? Helen is terribly mumbling these words. Oh, yeah. They they kind of pan away from her because she's just like mumbling the wrong <laughs> words to this song. <laughs> Everyone's singing. Charles is so overwhelmed with the spirit that he gets up and starts walking and he walks to the front of the church and everyone's freaking out. And then a new voice comes in, this loud woman's voice just singing so powerfully. And everyone turns to the back, and it's who? It's Deborah. And she's back there just singing. And everything comes together. Everyone's singing, having a great time, crying. And I'm like, church is awesome, man. It's so awesome. Yeah, I can see why people go. There's a crazy awesome community. You dance, you sing, you... You shout to the Lord. Yeah, you you slam other religions and talk about how you don't believe in that nonsense. Yeah, not Buddha. No, not or Muhammad. Muhammad. Not Vishnu or Ganesh. None of those other wacky, dum-dum religions. We're talking the real religion, God. Yeah, don't get it twisted. No. <laughs> uh, so the whole family comes together. Everyone is just in love. The whole family is healed. Deborah is healed. We never see her again. Goodbye forever, Deborah. But you're healed in this moment. And then we cut back to Medea's house where a delicious looking meal is on the table. Oh, I want that meal so bad. That fried chicken oh, looks so good. Those co colored greens, ham, black eyed peas, cornbread. God, it looked it looked awesome. Oh. Scrummed. I would go to church if I could have that meal afterwards. Right? And you know those collard greens are good because Medea put her foot in them. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I can't wait till we get more lines like that in the subsequent movies. Oh, buddy. There's going to be lots. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I put my foot in it. So then uh, Helen, in the middle of the meal, is like, well, Charles, <laughs> it's time to sign our divorce papers. And here's Timing. our... Yeah, for real. Like, the meal, they just finished the prayer, and then <laughs> she's like, here's the divorce papers in our ring. Sign these, please. And then she leaves to go be with Shamar Moore, and it's like, eat the yeah. meal first. Medea worked so hard on this. Everyone hates Charles. Ring. Yeah, eat the ring. <laughs> Pawn it. Yeah. Give, no, give it back. Let, let's go, let's God, you know? 
I, I think she should pawn it and then buy uh, Orlando a chain. Ooh, that's a very good call. Buy her a Farty Marty Dankle chain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm into that. Maybe yeah, a yeah. fedora to go along with it. Whoa, tell him to put on like 80 pounds? Now we're talking. There's a man. That's a montage. That's the ending <laughs> montage I would like to see. Is Orlando turning into Farty Marty. <laughs> Slowly over the months just morphing into big Farty Marty Dankles. Good call. Yeah, I've always said that Helen has a real Robin Givens vibe to her, so it makes sense. Has Robin Givens ever been in a Medea movie that you can clock or remember? That, not that I can clock, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. I could see her being in, yeah. in some of the ones that we watch, some of the later ones for sure. But I guess we'll find out. We will find out. Uh, so Helen leaves to go get Shamar Moore back. Joe like dunks on Charles when she leaves. He's like, like Helen gets up and leaves, and Joe looks at Charles and goes, "Well, come on, Ike Turner, go out there and get her." I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> it's a good burn, Joe. Never let it go. <laughs> Never let it go, Ike Turner. What a what a fun thing to bring up at yeah. the end of this movie. Well, we got uh, you know we got a Bobby Brown reference earlier when they were in court. They're like, next up on the yeah. docket, the people of Atlanta versus Bobby Brown. It's a nice little thing. <laughs> Topical. Yeah, humping around, Bobby Brown. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of Helen running into an active steel mill with no helmet or boots or anything and everyone trying to stop her? <laughs> yeah. Hey, lady, it's not safe. Stop now, please. Yeah. Charles! No, not Charles. Orlando! <laughs> Charles! <laughs> oh, wrong name! I like it. I what I love about this sequence this is and she anyway she goes and she gets she gets uh, Orlando back the end whatever but what I love about this sequence is that Orlando is never going to live this down at work he is going to be made fun of for this moment for the rest of his career everyone is going to tease him mercilessly about this yeah the, well yes yes also they're gonna like talk about how hot his uh, girlfriend slash wife is going to be. Well, they're going to talk about how and... hot she was when her hair caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> and she just went bald instantly. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so then, then, then they get back together and he carries her out like it's the end of the bodyguard or whatever. It's a beautiful ending. Gorgeous ending. I, I like how the first thing that she comes out of her mind mouth is i gave it all up what are you <laughs> talking about you she gave up an abusive shitty husband. yeah she yeah, gave she... up she gave up uh torturing a paralyzed man she gave it up for him <laughs> i could have tortured him for the rest of his life but instead i gave it up he had no money at all and just like what are you talking about i know just love this man right okay this is a long episode we're almost at an hour and a half Almost? Almost. An hour 26. It's a long one, but it's worth right. it. Medea, so, so much to talk about. Yeah. Medea, this is way more important than anything we have going on in our lives. Oh, yeah. So, what did you well, think of Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Oh, I thought I was going to get it out. I thought I was going to be able to ask you before me. Too bad. Uh, To be honest, eh. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? The, I did like it this, more the second time I let, watched it but it's a bunch of characters making terrible decisions uh, it's kind of a slow paced I mean it, there's crazy stuff that happens 
uh, with it, but it's kind of a slow-paced 2000s romantic comedy. I also didn't help myself by having expectations of being like a zany, wacky Medea movie. That's fair. And those I are had coming. The trailers. Yeah. Like that the- we watched in my mind, so that didn't help, and I wasn't in a good mood. So, <laughs> fair it, enough. Yeah, but second time I enjoyed it a lot more. I got into it. I was able to appreciate the cinematography, mm-hmm. and I give it uh, two beads out of two. I think this will be your least favorite of them, then, because from I haven't seen the next three that we're gonna watch, but based on like. How the like I've seen a bunch of the Medea movies, and as they like go on, they get wackier and zanier and crazier. So the ones that we're gonna watch look like they're gonna be very wacky and zany. So you're gonna get more of what you want. The first few always have some kind of love story like shoehorned into it. It really looks like we kind of get rid of that as we go on, and or maybe it's there, but it's just not advertised as that because people know what they want, right? They want Medea, so Tyler Perry gives you Medea. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about the trailers we watched, but that's uh, I want to leave that for surprises. Yeah, for what we're going to cover next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Oh man, ten out of ten. I love this movie. This is I love Medea. This was this is one of my favorite movies. It's so wacky and crazy. <laughs> no, it's I I I do agree that it that it is like it is very much a romantic comedy first. Like, well, not even comedy. Yeah. It's a romantic, it's a romance movie first. But then there's enough Medea in there that satisfies me and piques my excitement for more Medea. And uh, yeah. I just, Medea is such a presence that I, I love, I just love her and everything she does. So I, I do genuinely love this movie a lot. And I'm very excited to watch the other ones that are like, a, that have a lot more Medea in them. Those are going to be great. Well, I gotta say, I am peaked. I am peaking, and I can't wait to get peaked on. You're gonna get peaked on, pal. Until then, I love Medea. I love you. <laughs> we love Medea. We love Medea. <laughs> no, I love you. I love you. We love you. We love you. Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. You Medea. open your app, then listen to us. Yeah. On Medea. Because it's just the pure, pure, pure boys podcast. Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. <laughs>